Hello and welcome to the Iowa Hospital Association's podcast, Getting to Know Iowa Hospital Leaders. My name is Joa Hogan. Today we talk with Michaela Keentz, the new CEO of Boone County Hospital in Boone. Michaela comes to Boone County Hospital from Compass Memorial Healthcare, where she was an employee since 2001 and most recently was the Chief Operating Officer. Throughout the years at Compass, she held many roles such as Interim Chief Executive Officer, Director of Patient Care Services, Associate Director of Patient Care Services, and Staff Nurse. Welcome, Michaela, to the podcast and thank you so much for talking with me today. Thank you for having me. Knowing you've only been in your role for a short time now, can you tell the listeners what you have learned about Boone County Hospital and the surrounding community so far? Well, I have only been here for a short time. It has been such a great beginning here at Boone County. Members of the community, as well as hospital staff and board members, have been extremely welcoming and helpful in my transition into this new role. The organization has a lot of support throughout the community and has a very strong medical staff, senior team, as well as a strong group of employees. And the board of trustees is also very well uh, invested in the success of the hospital. The organization is a 25-bed critical access hospital and has two clinics in Boone and then a rural health clinic in Ogden and a rural health clinic in Madrid. That sounds great. And have you had an opportunity to visit those clinics as of yet? I have visited all of the clinics and I've toured the hospital and starting to know my way around. It's taken me a little bit of time to find where I'm going, but I am starting to uh, get it all ironed out. Oh, that's great. And can you tell us in your first year's role of CEO, do you have any goals set for yourself or for the hospital? In the first year, I really hope to acclimate myself to the organization and to the communities that we serve. Like I mentioned, we have a couple of clinics in surrounding communities outside of Boone. And I know that there's a lot of other area within Boone County where we don't have uh, clinics. And so I need to get acclimated to all of the areas that that we serve. It will serve the organization well if I understand the current partnerships that the organization has and relationships, as well as spend time building up some new ones in the next year. So I really want to make sure that our communities know that we're here and make them aware of the services that we offer. I've heard a few times since I've started that possibly some patients don't know of all of the services that we offer. So that's one of my big goals in this first year is to make sure that people know that we're here and what we offer. Yeah, I can see where the community doesn't know that it's available right there in their community. They might think, oh, they have to go to the big city to find those services that are just right in their neighborhood. Exactly. And you've held several diverse leadership positions in a hospital. As the CEO of Boone County Hospital, what do you see as your biggest challenges or differences than your previous roles? As the CEO of Boone County Hospital, I don't truly see a lot of obstacles, but I do see a lot of opportunities. I previously worked as the Chief Operating Officer at Compass Memorial in Marengo, and the two organizations do have a lot of similarities, as well as some differences. I think the most notable similarity is that Boone County Hospital is located close to two metropolitan areas, Ames and Des Moines, as Compass is also located close to two metropolitan areas with Iowa City and Cedar Rapids. I think that it's always a challenge to compete with and gain your market share back that may have been lost to surrounding area healthcare. From my time at Compass, that can be achieved. It is something that I feel that we will work hard to do in Boone. Getting the opportunity to be the CEO, I can help lead that charge here and use the skills that I've learned at Compass. I can translate those skills from there to here. And I think that that's something I'm very excited about doing. Also, Boone County 
has OB services and that is a new service for me. Compass did not have that. And so I'm very excited to learn about that service and help lead that and continue to focus on OB from a growth perspective. We have three excellent family practice docs that are doing OB. And I think, again, it's a a case of a lot of people don't know that we do OB here. So getting the word out and, and making sure that people in our communities know what services are available. Oh, absolutely. I found that very interesting. Your similarity of being from a hospital that was in between, you said Cedar Rapids and Iowa City, and now you're kind of in a similar situation between Ames and Des Moines. That's fascinating. Yeah, it, it was a very real kind of comparison. And I think that it can be challenging for critical access hospitals that do compete with the bigger communities because you, we are so close to them. There are some critical access hospitals that don't have that level of competition because they're kind of the only game in town, so to speak. We really have to fight for that market share and, and really in healthcare, we're all trying to be the best and, and keep that patient. And so I think that it's definitely an asset that I have done that before and I can bring that here with me. Absolutely. I agree. Well, you have held several different roles uh, at your previous hospital. Do you have any extraordinary stories or events that took place within your hospital career that you could share with us today? In 2008, I believe there was a pretty large ice storm in Iowa County and it took out power for, I think, four to five days. We had no power. It happened on a Saturday, and people just started showing up at the hospital. And so it was incident command time of crisis and a time when we had to jump into action. And we ended up sheltering 40 to 50 people for that period of time with no power. So four to five days near the end when power came back on, the Red Cross was able to get a a different sheltering system set up. Felt like it was a really good example of the extraordinary things that hospitals do when they're faced with crisis. And it's not just always about a patient. It might be about a community member who doesn't have power or heat or a plug-in for oxygen. It's a story that has always stuck with me because I helped lead that response to that. And I just think that it speaks a lot about the people who work in healthcare. They will do anything that they can for others. And so I think that it gives an example of the great things that we do do when faced with adversity. Second story that I wanted to tell is something that we did at Compass was we created what's called the Hope for All program. So that is a program that stemmed out of wanting to be supportive for breast cancer and breast cancer awareness. We started it off by doing what we would call like pink out events, football games. We had pink jerseys. We sold a lot of Hope apparel. And what we did was on the Hope apparel, we had the logos of all five of the schools that were in our service area. And so all the schools sold the same apparel for the Hope events. And we hosted Hope events at all of the schools. And so we started raising money and what we ended up doing, and that was probably back in 2012 or 2013 that we started that. So that program today has raised over $300,000 and has helped over 60 families so far. That is something that I think was really neat at seeing the hospital be at the center of that and kind of bringing all the communities together for one common goal and really, really fun to be part of. And and it is something that I would like to see replicated or, or some piece of that brought here. And then my last story is a story on the other side of healthcare. It's a story where I experienced what it was like to be a patient. And my son had an accident with a table saw at school and he came to the ER at Compass where I was working and met me there to get him some care. People kind of panic when I say he had a table saw injury. He ended up not cutting himself with the table saw blade. So that was good. But the board flew back that he was working on and, and ended up 
damaging four of his fingers. And so he ended up having a total sever of both tendons in his pinky. The nerves were damaged, both nerves in the pinky and then the nerves in the pointer finger, the uh, index finger were also damaged. But the point of the story is that we then went to St. Luke's Hospital in Cedar Rapids the next day where the hand surgeon from PCI did an exploratory, very long surgery, trying to do some nerve grafting and fix those tendons. She came out of the surgery and said to me, you know, I did my very best and I gave him his very best chance at having functional fingers. And you know that as a patient, when we work in healthcare, we look at it differently. And it was so heartwarming to have someone take such good care of him and know that, you know, we're all on the same team, but being on the other side is, is really interesting. After the surgery, we went on and he had to have hand therapy and to make sure that everything would function again and see if he could get back feeling. And so the hand therapist there at PCI was um, from Lone Tree and in Marengo, the school system is Iowa Valley and the two schools play each other in football. He really bonded with the hand therapist because uh, she has a son that's a little bit younger than him and they both really like sports. He was a sophomore when this happened. And last year it hit in his junior year when Iowa Valley played Lone Tree for football, she came to the game to see him. Her son wasn't, he was an eighth grader, so he wasn't playing varsity level, but she came to watch him. And so I went over and was talking to her and Pierce caught a two point conversion. And I said, Hey, you did that. And she said, well, not just me, but a whole team of people. And I said, well, there was a day that we didn't know football was even going to happen. Again, another very heartwarming moment and how much that relationship and those two have that bond. And so this year when we played at Lone Tree, we found her again um, and we have kept in touch with her. And so it's amazing because both the surgeon and the the hand therapist have made such an impact in his life and they, they've changed his life. And, and I think that sometimes when we're in healthcare, we forget what it feels like to be in the patient's shoes. And so that was an unfortunate event, but good for me because it helps me be reminded of what it does feel like to be a patient and how, how much of a difference healthcare professionals make in someone's life. Great examples, three diverse examples of uh, the roles hospitals and healthcare play in a community. When not working, what do you like to do in your free time? So I have two boys. I mentioned Pierce in my um last story, but he is 18 years old. So he's a senior at Iowa Valley in Marengo. And then my older son is 20 years old. His name is Riley and he is a junior at the university of Iowa majoring in finance. So I spend a lot of time with them. And then of course, time with friends and and other family members. I also like to do a lot of outdoor activities. I like to spend a lot of time with my boxer homes. In your career at a hospital, have you had a lot of opportunity to participate in the Iowa Hospital Association events or programs? So I have participated in a lot of IHA educational offerings. I regularly attend the IHA annual meeting, and then I'm also on the ACHE of Iowa board, and I serve on the executive committee of that as a secretary. So I know ACHE does a lot of work in partnership with IHA. A lot of those partnerships that IHA has with HFMA and and ACHE and, and all the, you know, the Iowa Board of Nursing and all the various entities out there is really amazing and brings a lot to the healthcare, not just leaders, but the healthcare uh, employees in our state. So yeah, I do participate and I encourage others to participate as well, because I found a lot of value and especially the annual meeting in the different topics. And I think IHA does a really good job of trying to keep a pulse on what the needs are for education. I have found a lot of the sessions to be 
to be good and relevant during COVID, there was some virtual nursing, like one hour sessions, one hour lunch, kind of over the lunch hour learning, lunch and learn kind of deals. And those were really valuable as well. I thought those were really good. And I know a lot of people that I work with uh, participated in those too. So I think people find that uh, valuable. And I appreciate that IHA tries to be flexible with getting to the staff members, however they can, whether it's going back to the IHA meeting in person, like we did this year, or whether it's virtual opportunities, and they do a really good job of making sure that the stuff is available and relevant. So long answer to your question is yes, I have participated in quite a bit of IHA stuff. Great. Well, thank you so much for all your service through all those different organizations and partners that you've worked. And I look forward to hopefully seeing you this spring. There's a lot of conferences coming out and maybe I'll see you in person or see you virtually. Yes, absolutely. Awesome. Well, we have one more question for you today and I want to thank you again, Michaela, for being on our podcast today. So my last question is, what advice would you give a young person just entering healthcare who is motivated to be a CEO themselves someday? Well, I do want to say thank you for having me again. I really appreciate the opportunity to speak about healthcare and, you know, both my roles at Compass as a COO and my new role here at Boone as a CEO, which I'm very excited for. And I just really appreciate getting the opportunity to talk about it. To answer your question, I do have two sons who I referred to, and um, they're both sort of on the cusp of starting their own careers. And they have had a front row seat to my career. And so what I tell them is the same thing that I would tell any young person entering healthcare with, you know, wanting to be a CEO or just having kind of big goals. If you work hard, if you're passionate and you take every single opportunity that you can to better yourself, better your skill set and gain experience that your dreams can come true. I think that when I talk about taking every single opportunity That also includes opportunities that make us uncomfortable at times. So we have to really push ourselves to get outside of our comfort zone to reach our fullest potential and to be successful. And so I think one of the things that I wanted to mention with this topic is that during the whole interview and recruiting process for the Boone County CEO position, it's been really rewarding to me to watch my boys absorb and learn and just kind of watching them and can tell that their wheels are spinning on really seeing what it means, what hard work means and what achieving your dreams, what that looks like. And so that's, that's been really great for me, probably been one of the the most rewarding parts of, of getting this role besides, of course, you know, it's a dream come true for me, but watching them see that hard work pays off. I, I worked for 21 years at Compass. And so it does take a long time to get there, but it's worth it. And so, and so, you know, that's what I would tell people. I really enjoy mentoring others. And so I've spent a lot of time encouraging people to go back to school, to better themselves. They have the skill set. Let's just take that next step or, or just helping them learn the next things. That's my advice to a, to a new young leader, you know, find a mentor, find someone who supports you and that you can ask questions to, and that someone that wants to see you be successful at Compass. Barry was a very good mentor for me more in the way that he let me have every single opportunity that I wanted, even some opportunities that were really challenging. He let me have them. And so I learned a ton that way. And so that's what I encourage people to do is just find someone and set your goals and find someone help to help you achieve them. Wow. That was great advice. And I want to, again, thank you so much, Michaela Keynes, CEO of Boone County Hospital for being on our podcast today. Thank you so much. 
This podcast has been an opportunity to get to know Iowa hospital leaders. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for another episode next month.